0: Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green.
1: Hey everybody, Steve Green here make the grade podcast. I'm excited. Those of you who are regulars on the podcast know when I have a guest, especially a really good guest, we're going to give you some super information today. Parents, get your pencils out, sharpen them up. Uh, Dale Troy. Dale, welcome. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thanks for inviting me.
1: I, 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 my is my pleasure, my honor. I really appreciate you taking some time to come on. Let me tell everybody a little bit about Dale and then we're going to jump right in. Dale Troy uh, is a college success coach and a cel- certified health coach. Good combination. Parents hire her to help their children transition successfully from high school to college. I know that's an issue. Dale's experience in helping college students started with her own three daughters. All three of her daughters graduated from Yale College, which is a graduate, and she's a graduate of Yale and Yale Law School. I don't, Out of Yale in your family, Dale. Uh, Dale helps students get good grades, make great friends, stay healthy both physically and mentally at the college level. Did you know the freshman dropout rate is 30%, three out of 10, wow. Uh, Dale's College Success Formula program protects parents' college investment by setting their children up for success in the start of their freshman year. Program helps students implement the habits and skills they need for academic and social success as well as physical and mental health. Her mission is to give students confidence and their ability to handle college by teaching them strategies that reduce their daily stress and enable them to thrive. And I know Dale's got some giveaways that we're gonna talk about, but uh, 30%, that's pretty high. Now that's That's, nationally, right? That's not just at like some real cutthroat pre-med factory kind of colleges, right? That's- No, absolutely.
0: um, Yeah, that's nationally, but- just hearing that to me, that's 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 so scary, especially when kids have put so much effort into getting into college and to think mm-hmm. that a third of them are not going to make it past freshman year. And you, I think it's, you know, it's not necessary.
1: Do you think it's because they are summarily unprepared for the experience or they just get there and party too much or goof off uh-huh. or...
0: Yeah, I'm sure that 30% includes a lot of different reasons. It could be financial. It could be, as you said, they're just uh, focused on having fun and not focused on doing well. Um, But I think there are a lot who just become overwhelmed. They don't really, they haven't had the practice. They haven't had the specific skills they need to be able to be on their own. You know, basic life skills they they haven't developed yet. And they become overwhelmed and they feel like, maybe college isn't for me or I, you know, I just can't do this.
1: Well, first of all, let me congratulate you on raising three daughters. Uh, that's, that's that in itself, you should get a medal for. Um, I have two I kids. I have two kids. I think two's a, a medal <laughs> anyway. And, and listen, obviously your academic pedigree is, is really strong. I mean, Yale is a, is a excellent college university. Um, all, did all three go there because of your relationship there? Or that's just how it ended up. I'm kind of, just kind of curious. I didn't know yeah, this about you. Um,
0: I mean, I did not push them into applying there or anything. They just had that in their head. They were all okay. high leaders and um, you know, Eli's, a lot of Eli's, kids, right. Yeah, Eli. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the uh, alumni kids don't get in. So I, there was no reason to think that they would definitely get in. Mm. In fact, not all of them applied early. You know, early action. None of them got in early action. Hmm. But in either regular or off a waiting list. So wow, it's hard to get in. I know. Yeah. I'm, uh,
1: listen, that, that's no secret. So you have a system, college success plan. You're a college success coach. Who, who exactly would be your target audience? And when should they start to engage with you? Clearly parents, but maybe elucidate right. that a little bit.
0: Uh, yes, I do talk to parents. And I even have a Facebook group for parents to help them start thinking about these things. But um, I work with the students and my ideal person would be somebody who had graduated from high school and is starting to really think about what is it gonna be like to move to college and they wanna be proactive and put some skills in place so that they feel confident about moving on to college. That, that's, my, that's like the ideal person, but that is not in, in practice. I have found, unfortunately, that most parents don't want to be proactive. They think everything's gonna be fine and they contact me once their child's already having issues, you know, whether it's freshman year or sophomore year or whenever. Um, But my goal really is to help parents see that being proactive is a better way to be, better way to go and, and it's better for them and for their kid.
1: I could not agree with you more at least for sure in the tutoring world. Yeah. You don't know how many times uh, I'll get somebody call me and the kid's been getting D's and F's for three months. They got a final or some big high stakes exam coming up and they want to try to fix this in three hours. I mean, or an hour, mm-hmm. not realistic, certainly not helpful. It just actually, I think increases the stress. So, so why, I think you've touched on this, but let, let's get really clear. I want you to just give your full explanation here why would a parent need to hire a college success coach? They okay. say, Hey, my kid did well in high school. they got into Yale, Right. they got into wherever they got into the county college. Doesn't matter. They got in, they made it through high school. They've gone over that home. Why would they need to do this? What, what, what do you really provide that maybe the kid wouldn't figure out on their own or just, you know, growing up? I mean, because part of going to college is maturing, right? Right. right. You got to give the kids some leash, but why would somebody like, ah, I get it. You know, the other thing we know what she's doing, but, why should I hire her?
0: Okay. That's an excellent question. Um, and I think that's what parents, they like, hear, they like hearing what I say, but they kind of feel like, you know, what you, what you. Well,
1: that's what you, why you got socket to them right here.
0: Yeah, I know. Parents,
1: wake up. You taking notes, you driving. I don't know where you're doing. I know where people listen to this podcast. So pay attention.
0: There. Okay. So Go there's ahead. so many different things I can say. So number one, there's such a big difference between living at home, going to high school, where your parent is there reminding you and cheering you on and getting involved. And that versus being on a college campus where there really is no one paying attention to you, you're totally independent and you have to figure out so many different things that you've never done before. Like how to to create a schedule, how to use your time, how to make sure you get up in time for the class and that you keep track of all your assignments. I mean, they're just so many different things. And then on top of that, you have all the social pressures wanting to fit in and wondering whether you're good enough to be there. So there's the emotional part that comes on top of the academic part. And it just, for so many kids, it just feels like too much and they struggle. Um, So what, and the other piece is that There's no way in high school, they are not preparing you for what college life will be. And when you get in college, although they have orientations, it's, they're not talking about these kinds of things.
1: No, they're picking classes and getting to know your roommates and
0: where, where to find everything, where, you know, where resources are. Um, They'll talk a lot about safety you know, sexual conduct and those kinds of things, alcohol issues, but they're not, they're not focusing on like the individual. How does the individual function well by themselves without their parents there?
1: True or false? Yeah. Collectively speaking, things like stress, anxiety, depression, suicide, things you don't really want to think about are on the rise in the college population.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: True, right? Yes, so let, let, let's get into this because this is kind of the side of it really people don't want to, I mean, obviously you deal with it when you have to, but you're, just, you're like, I don't want to worry about that. That's normal-ish, right? College is supposed to be stressful a little. Right. But I think the, 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 the meter or whatever, the pendulum is swinging too far. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- wh- why do you think that is? Is, you think is? I'm, I'm sure it isn't just one thing, but being in this space, dealing with these uh, young adults, are there any, let's say three, two, four particular triggers that are driving this that maybe just knowing might help people cope better?
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, I would say number one might be social media. Okay. Kids are constantly comparing themselves. They can't, they can't put their phone down. They want to know what every, what's happening with everyone else. And specifically when they go to college, they're not going with their friends from high school. And they're still attached to those friends, and they're looking at what other kids are posting on social media, and all mm. of a sudden it looks like they're having a lot of fun, and you know, and the person who's looking is thinking, oh my god, I, I'm not doing as well, I'm not having fun, there must be something wrong. Mm. So there's too much, there's a lot of comparison going on. Um, I think another thing is that just our society right now just feels like a lot of pressure and kids feel um, like maybe they can't, uh, they can't achieve what parents what parents would like them to, their expectations feel maybe too, too far, too high for them. And that makes them feel not good about themselves. And I, I think that um, this, I've heard this said that this generation maybe the first generation doesn't reach the level of their parents, you know, parents have achieved a lot and that may not Mm. be the case with this current generation. It's more competitive, it's just more difficult. Um, Mm. I think those are two. And then um, I think that most kids don't have a lot of coping skills. They haven't, they haven't learned how to fail. They haven't learned how to become resilient.
1: Cause you generally talk about an 18 or 19 year old yeah. person. Right? right. I mean, these are right. not babies, obviously, right. but they're not, they don't have the life. Uh, they have, they're not, I don't know the word to use. They don't have the life experience. They've been kind of jaded in the sense like us <laughs> slightly right. older people. I mean, I'm 28. I think you're about the same age as <laughs> me. But, um, let me ask, let me ask you something that do you think? look, do you, two things really, and they may be related a little bit. Do you think that the competitiveness of the school mm-hmm. drives us a little bit? Like, like let's just say, Yale. I mean, Yale's, I don't know what number you would use, but probably in the top 10 in terms of difficulty to get in. Yeah. So kids spending most of their high school, making sure their grades are where they need to be their SAT kind of scores. It's a lot of pressure just to get in. Yes. Then once you're there, it's like, Oh, I got in. Now I get all this pressure to stay here to thrive, to be like, you know, whatever, uh, the culture there and the, the people there do. So it doesn't really start in college in a way. It just, it just accelerates. I'm, I'm thinking, um, what, what, uh, so what can parents do? Is there something that, knowing that this is rooted, at least in things that people are not going to learn overnight, right? These are skills. Is there something parents can do? And I, I think this is where you would come in to teach them to help prep kids sooner, like, like something maybe they could start to do during high school, especially if they're in competitive type of programs. Not to say this is not gonna to happen to somebody who goes to a lesser competitive school or community college or anything in between, but um, there's, I think there's degrees of, of this. But, what, so what's a, um, what's a parent to do? Is they just wait it out and then re- look for help when there's an issue, or do you recommend that they're more proactive?
0: I, I always believe in being proactive. That's just my, my nature. Um, but I, I take it back even further to middle school. I mean, there's a point in time when kids can be doing more than parents are allowing them to do. Mm. I mean, even the simple thing of waking up in time to get the bus to uh, middle school. I mean, parents have to s- start to think of their child as being an individual rather than an appendage to them, and that they really have to let them do more and make, you know, fail and realize, oh, okay, I made a mistake. And then next time I won't do the same thing. You know, I missed the bus. But now I know I really have to pay attention and get up as soon as my alarm rings.
1: So you have age appropriate stages right. where you can start to introduce things like clean your room, right? Doesn't this have to all be academic, right?
0: Right, right, no, exactly. No, and a lot of it's mm-hmm. not academic. I think they, that they need to start to feel like it's their life, not that the parent is you know, constantly hovering over and, and guiding them through everything because that, right. if they have that feeling and then go to college, they're, they're gonna be lost
1: because there's mm. nobody doing that. Hey, uh, my guest is Dale Troy. Dale, you're in Connecticut, right? Yes, I am. I don't know what, isn't that the nutmeg state or something? It's like a weird. <laughs> nutmeg
0: state. <laughs> nutmeg
1: state. I don't know where that yeah. came from, but whatever. We can talk about that later. Uh, Dale, the college success coach, tremendous things that she's offering. This is the Make the Great podcast. Our mission is simple, provide parents and others with actions, game plans they can use. To maximize their education, to maximize their success, and we got some good stuff going on here today. Let's let's talk about this. So, without giving way to shop, because you are selling a course and you are supporting people, what what would you actually do? So, let's say I come to you and say, "Damn, man, my kid's struggling. They're not hitting the grades they think. They're let, let, feeling depressed. They're you know not making friends. I whatever. To, um, you know, they're losing weight, gaining weight. I don't know. They're." They're just, you know, just, they're just not feeling it. Like I really feel bad because I want them to enjoy college. I'm, and by the way, I'm paying 48,000 bucks for them to be there. Where would you start? What would be your first step?
0: Yeah. Well, my first step is actually to do an assessment. I have you know, a questionnaire that gets to the root of what is going on. What are the issues that they're really having? Because they, they as you said, they could be any of those things that you mentioned.
1: You should say that because in my business, guess what my first step is? What? An assessment.
0: Assessment. Oh, great. Two geniuses yeah, with the great. same
1: idea. Can you believe it? Yeah. Can you believe it, people?
0: High five. Okay.
1: Yeah, here we go. Virtual <laughs> high five. Dale, I, I am not in Connecticut. I was not able to travel to do this. We're doing this remotely. Anyway, okay. So you start with an assessment. So in other words getting a baseline. Yes. Where they are, where the comfort is, where the lack of comfort is. Then the assessment turns into
0: Yeah. The, and then, you know, I basically figure out well, what do we they need to work on. And I will tell you that. For most students that I end up working with, it's all about or it's mainly about time management, mm-hmm. how to use a planner, how to schedule their day, how to make sure everything gets done, how to stay organized, you know, all of those kinds of things. They're just all over the place and not in control of their their life there. Mm-hmm. So that's really seems to be the most difficult difficulty
1: that students have so you so you're espousing the uh, the idea that sort of creating a structure
0: mm-hmm.
1: um in turn produces a, a comfort yes or, of some level right i, I mean look i had this guy on my podcast who wrote this book here ah can you believe it that was <laughs> yeah. me it's <That's> my own <laughs> podcast yeah no we are very kindred spirits here i wrote a whole book on time management which we can uh, this is not about me i want this to be about you because yeah. people who have listened to this know this um so th- th- what you're saying is things I've been trying to tell people and continue to is you need an and structure does not necessarily mean limiting. Right. It doesn't mean you can't be flexible, but yeah. you have to have core principles of what you do. You can't you can't have 15 systems. Ah, stop it phone. She's a live experience here. Somebody's trying to call me. <laughs> no, you can't be on the podcast today. Dale's on. Okay. Um now you, you you structure does not mean inflexible. It doesn't mean intractable. It just means a baseline, right? So yeah. on any given day, you, know, you got three tests in a day. You're going to behave differently than if it's kind of a regular, just mm-hmm. go to class sort of day. Um, our, our, I'm going to think how to ask this. Compliance level, right? Mm-hmm. So you say that you start working with a student and you say, listen, hey, we got to get you a calendar. We got to get you a planner. Let's start getting all the stuff in there. Right. The students generally take to this. I mean, I, not to, nothing against
0: yeah, you know, know, uh, credibility-wise,
1: yeah. but I, I listen, I got two kids.
0: Yeah, I
1: wish they'd listen to me
0: more, yeah.
1: to be honest. Well, um, but uh, sometimes they do. It's not 100%. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, sometimes people don't do what they even know is good for them because it's not popular, it's not cool. It's like what you said about social media, right? People comparing each other. People are comparing themselves to each other. Um, so what, what, what's your, how do you motivate? I want to ask it that way. Mm-hmm. How do you convince somebody that something that you know and probably their parents know is good for them and get them to do it without feeling like they're being told to do it? Is that, is that, I'm asking yeah. that in a way, yeah. You, um,
0: right? no, that's a great question. Um, I think by the time there's a couple of things, one is you're right, they're much more likely to listen to me than to their parent. I have had parents say, I've been telling my child to use a planner for the last 10 years, they refuse to use it. They're like amazed that I can get them to use it. So one thing is I'm not their parent. The other is when they're, when they're coming to me, they know that they have a problem and they do wanna solve it. So there is an incentive to do what I say because I'm telling, it's, telling them it's going to work. And then once we start implementing the planner and creating a schedule together, you know, I'm helping them create it. So it's not like I'm just saying, okay, go create your own schedule. I'm working with them very closely on that. And I'm also staying in touch with them through texting and to make sure that they're, they are following it and if, there's, if it's not working, let's fix it. Um, and then what I think what really happens is pretty quickly, they start to feel better. They start to feel like, oh, wow, I actually got all my work done today and I have time to go socialize. Or, you know, I, I did much better on the quiz because I actually did had time to study for it. And I might have before I might have studied for half an hour right before I went into the class. Mm. So they they're seeing the positive results of doing yeah. it. And they want to. keep.
1: And that. then it spirals up, which yeah. is exactly what we want. It, it's, it's what you're saying is so interesting to me because this is so similar to what I see in the academic piece. And and in the what we call in the academic side, kind of the executive function piece, uh, I'm a little old school, so that term wasn't used when I kind of cut my teeth. But now it's what it's called. It. Now, um, I know you got some things that you offer, right? You got some like uh, giveaways and things. Let's let's talk about them. What what what? How can people get to know what you do, and how can they access it? So so I'm like, hey, this is intriguing. I really need to talk to this person. What would be the first step? They go well, to uh, daletroy.com. Is, is there such a uh,
0: thing? No. Close. Talk with Dale. Talk with Dale. Right. Talk with, Dale. Talk with Dale. Com if they want talk to talk with Dale.com. D
1: D-A-L-E. D-A-L-E. Yeah. D-A-L-E. Um, okay. A L E. D A L E.
0: That's free call. They can also access my free guide, which I assume you're going to put the link to. I'm definitely going to put In fact, I
1: have a copy of it here, and it's very colorful. It's really very nicely done.
0: Oh, thank you. It's your
1: yeah. free guide. This is exactly the title. If, if you're on a video, you may or may not be, but. Get your free guide, Six Secrets to Successful College Experience. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty light reading. I mean, you can probably get through it in uh, 15 minutes or less, but that's important, right? Okay. Yeah. So um,
0: it, has the, it has the basics in it. It has a, you know, a little bit about time management, about goal setting, about having healthy habits um, that are going to make you feel good physically. A little bit on stress management you know has has a a, a sampling of a lot of things that i work with uh with with the students
1: um you want to share any case studies like success stories you've had sure kind of thing i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious if, if you know clearly you know uh, respect confidentiality and all but can you, can you kind of bring this home? Because maybe this is something people can relate to very directly. Well, I, that was the same with my kid or whatever.
0: Okay. Okay. So this is um, the one that came to mind is one that I really feel so good about. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a, a, a girl who went to college last year you know, during the pandemic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a different state. Her college sent her home after like two or three weeks because of the pandemic, they decided they couldn't have people on campus virtual so, um, her mom was very concerned. She said, I don't know if my daughter will want to do this, but you know let's try. So she came what really sets what, what I really remember she came the first meeting with um, a sweatshirt on with the hood, very covered up, you know very closed. and I could tell she was reluctant but I didn't let that bother me. Uh, we had a nice, you know, nice enough conversation that she said, oh, you know, she would work with me. Well, what happened over time is not only did she not wearing a hood, but she's, you know, fixing her hair and making herself look better and being much more lively and, and friendly. Hmm. Um, I taught her how to create a schedule on the planner. I even did a little tutoring for her with math, because math was not her strong subject. Um, I got her to change how she was eating and to add exercise into her day. Um, She was feeling very lonely. So we figured out how she could connect with some friends on a more regular basis. So she wouldn't feel alone because she was doing college from her home. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she's her grades started improving. She started feeling better about herself and about the situation. And she told me she wanted to transfer to a much more difficult college. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if she has, if that's even possible, but mm-hmm. I don't want to discourage her. Right. Yes. So she, she was getting A's on everything. And um, I was like, so proud of her and using her planner and all that. So she um, applied to transfer and lo and behold, she got in to this school. That's like her dream school. And um, I go, I'm like,
1: I just can't. Out let's uh, let's see what the studio audience here thinks. Of that. <laughs> oh, no, not that. Not that. <laughs> there we go. I
0: just made me feel so good for her.
1: No, yeah, well, she, well, listen, th- we're, we we share this. I mean, we're both in businesses where we basically spend our day helping or trying to help people. Right. And yeah, you can make a living at it, but really, the, the reward you can't pay for is, is the satisfaction of seeing somebody in a state of struggle. Mm-hmm transition, have some bumps, but eventually come out on the other side, yeah. significantly better off. Um, does is it matter what major somebody has? Like, do you see more struggles in a I don't know, pre-med than a
0: history not major? Not Okay. No. And, it, and I will say it doesn't matter what school they're at either. Because okay. even, if, even if they're not at like one of the most competitive schools, I have had kids from every level of school. Mm. So it, it's really not about the school as much as about who they are as a person and, how,
1: you know, what they're individual. What, they,
0: what they've developed over the years. Mm. Yeah,
1: This is the Make the Grade podcast. My guest, Dale Troy, the college success coach. We're talking about getting your kids a hundred percent really kind of in the groove in college. It's my term, not hers. She might have something a little more technical, but I, th- I think that's the idea. Kids are going to struggle. It may affect their social life, their academic life. Um, And, and this is all about actions. That's what this podcast is about. So, if you want to reach out to Dale, talkwithdale.com. She's got some great giveaways. You can certainly stick your toe in before you jump in the deep end with her. D- Dale, do you reach a point, because this happens in my world, where it's beyond what you or I might be able to handle? Like, like there's a point where I got to say to the parent, listen, this requires a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist or like somebody who's much more um, professionally credentialed, I suppose, to, to, to deal with this. Is is that something you're on the lookout for?
0: Absolutely. I, I, I have suggested that to parents. Okay. And when I I felt like, I I mean, I often actually work in in parallel with somebody who's.
1: Yeah. Well, that was, that was my next question. Yeah.
0: They're already using a therapist, but you know, what I'm doing is totally different. Mm-hmm. But there are situations where they're not, they don't have a therapist. And I kind of, I feel like I've gotten as far as I can.
1: I look at what you and I do as, as sort of functional
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to certainly medically therapeutic. Yes. Um, but when you're dealing with a social, uh, social uh, cure, like, like a therapy mm-hmm. um, or, or something like that, it, it, it's, you know, it's so in between because there's so many layers and um Yes, yes, yes. Hey, um, let, let me, let me. We're gonna wrap up in a sec, but I, your husband didn't go to Yale. I mean, was he a slacker? Yeah,
0: he, he did. Oh, he did.
1: Okay. Well, you didn't <laughs> say that. You, you only told me about yourself and your three kids.
0: That's
1: where we met. I met oh, okay. So there. Okay. I was a little worried. I didn't, I didn't know if you you were like you know he was like upgrading by getting with you or
0: not at all. No, well, good
1: for him. So he he uh, <laughs> Yale. Yeah, I didn't realize Yale was you know such a, a, a place. you, know, you want to meet nice people, you go to Yale, right? <laughs> You any pets that went to you You got a dog or a cat that went to you
0: No, but the you know, Bulldog is their master. Yeah,
1: that's right. The bulldog.
0: That yeah. is... And I love dogs. So that that fits in too.
1: Well, this this is good. Um, so you went to law school, but you're are you not you're not involved in the legal world, I guess. No, honestly.
0: I practiced for a short time, but I, I didn't I like working with people and it was more about documents. But I was a headhunter for lawyers for ten years. So I was really. As a coach, in
1: in a sense, so sort of a recovering lawyer, as some people like to, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: I guess maybe sarcastically say, but we we are never sarcastic on this podcast. Here, (laughs) is there anything we left out? Is there anything you want to share that maybe we just haven't gotten to yet in our chit chat?
0: Um, I just want to emphasize to parents that your kids are capable of 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 being in college and functioning well and graduating. Mm -hmm. I think that they just don't have the skills. And sometimes I like to like compare it to something like learning to drive. I mean, there's, there's skills involved in practice. Absolutely. You can't just expect expect them to, you know, get in the car and drive. So I think it's kind of, we're just missing something as a society, just thinking that every kid can just go from high school to college and it's going to be fine.
1: Do you find, let me ask you this. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find, I had a parent who um, claimed uh, maybe that's the right word. Uh, you know, a lot of kids go to camp. They go to overnight yeah, camp, right. sleep what you camp. Oh, like, do you, do you find that kids who do that, or maybe have done teen tours? I, I don't know what, you know, regionally, what people would call these things uh, are, are better adjusted. Like if a kid went to overnight camp for six years, six summers, is accustomed to being away from home, presumably would have more independence. Or less reliance, which are not necessarily the same thing, would right. probably coexist. Is there any data that that kids who've had those experiences or adjust more easily?
0: Um, I don't know about camp. I, don't, I, I, I will say that I have noticed that kids who've gone to boarding school,
1: boarding school, because that's a similar
0: it's, yeah, it's separation
1: similar. from right. home, yeah,
0: and it's okay. for a long period of time. Whereas mm. camp is so short lived, it's, it's hard. I, you know, and it's all about fun. I think it's a little different. Yeah, they've been to boarding school and they've had to perform academically. It's definitely a help going to college, but college is still like totally different from from boarding school. And and there's a lot of structure in boarding school. I mean, two of my yeah. girls did actually go to boarding school, mm. so I, I I know it pretty well. Um, so I, I think that that helps with a just basic kind of adjustment and if your child was is going to be homesick if they've been to boarding school that's probably going to not happen. Let me let me
1: go to the opposite end of the spectrum because I have a big population of homeschooling parents. Okay.
0: Um
1: which is almost the reverse because they don't even go to not I'm not and I'm not judging this at all. Right. They don't even they don't even have the socialization often of a, of a school like a public school or a private independent kind of school. Any 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 even just completely anecdotal observations there? Do you get many homes kids who are homeschooled up to high school now yeah. in college? Is there any, um, any, anything that stands out at all there? I, I
0: can look into that. I've always thought, I thought about the homeschool population, actually. Mm. I, I did a webinar for them once for uh, one group. Um, I would think that it's going to make it much more difficult in the sense, just as you said, because they haven't had the social experience. In
1: theory, it would seem to.
0: Yeah. And they really, I mean, one key to feeling good on a college campus is to surround yourself with a lot of people who you feel Mm -hmm. comfortable with and feel supported by. If they're not, if they're kind of more, you know, the flip
1: side might be, they may be more accustomed to working independently. So they might have some of these time management um, kind of personal responsibility for their education, especially older, you know, you don't expect a fourth year, fourth year grader to do this, but, it's, in, you know, it's interesting stuff. This is a still waters run deep kind of thing, right? It's a, there's a lot of layers of the onion we could peel back. Um, last chance, anything we missed? Any, anything, uh, you got anything coming up? You got like a, a um, webinar, a workshop? I mean, it's, we are here in the summer. I'm not sure when people might be listening to this exactly, but so we're kind of in between. Most kids go back to college in about a month, right? Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I've been doing other podcasts and so forth. I, I, would encourage any any parent who is concerned about their child going off to college in the Mm -hmm. fall i would love to talk to you because there are things that can be done relatively quickly that will just give them give you more peace of mind and make your Mm -hmm. child feel more comfortable about it so um you know definitely
1: i don't want to put you on the spot but would you be willing or interested in doing kind of a a program with me where maybe we, we did like a joint thing and i can talk about what i do you can talk about what you do do it more of sort of a, a webinar, interactive style. Maybe all yeah. of my people call your people. We can, we can
0: okay. That's work it out. Fantastic. Now, I, I, I
1: have a lot of that I do um, with aligned, but yet separate sort of support.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, those of you who've listened to the podcast know every September, what do I do? Oh, yeah, right, right, Steve. Yeah, every year I do a back-to-school uh, workshop. Okay. Did it live for many years. Had to do a virtual last year i um, not really sure where it's going to go yet in September. I got to decide really soon. I got to hold on a hotel room, like not room, but like um, banquet meeting space. <laughs> I don't want to do it in a room, <laughs> room, room. Um, all right. Any, any, uh, you know, what do you do for fun? You have any hobbies you want to share?
0: Um, I love dogs. So I spend a lot of time with my dogs. I love okay. movies. I love eating, going to the beach, all the, you know, kind okay. of basic stuff. But um, so my, you take my, you take
1: a you take a picnic basket and, and a tablet and you watch a movie on the on the beach. Uh, your it perfect that, day it sounds I like.
0: Suppose, it. but it would be kind of sunny on the tablet, right? Yeah,
1: maybe you get an umbrella. Maybe it'll work yeah. out. But
0: um, my my greatest, you know, uh, what I love to do really is help help kids. Yeah. That's my, well, we share
1: favorite. that. I think it's maybe why we have a simpatico. Yeah. Um, any particular kind of food? Is there like a specialty of food in Connecticut? I don't know. Like. Like New York's sort of famous for pizza, I guess, and Philadelphia, for better or worse, for cheesesteaks. Is there like a, a Connecticut, anything maybe. in Connecticut that a... Uh...
0: Homemade ice cream,
1: maybe. Homemade ice know. cream. Ah. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: Well, that's a, that, nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. I like vanilla. My favorite flavor of ice cream is. Most boring vanilla? flavor of all.
0: Vanilla?
1: Yes. My favorite flavor. I like French vanilla, but French
0: vanilla. I mean, that's I pretty boring. Coffee. Right? coffee ice cream. I don't drink
1: coffee, but... Coffee drink... or toffee? Coffee. Let's coffee. see
0: coffee
1: with a C hmm. interesting yeah 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 I, mean, I live in a house where everybody else eats chocolate or chocolate as they sometimes call it yeah so I, I don't have to worry about anybody eating my vanilla I don't <laughs> say hey you ate my vanilla ice cream what the what the you know if you run out of it you know at least go buy more I don't have to worry about that in my house well Dale listen I want to thank you personally for taking the time uh to participate in the podcast I want to thank you for um providing everybody with some, I think, really topical and important information. And, and trust me on this, because I see this academically every day. This is stuff you need to plan ahead for. This is not something where you want to get caught uh, with a big problem that could have been mitigated and maybe even eliminated completely with an earlier intervention. And Dale, jump in if I'm saying anything you don't agree with.
0: I totally agree.
1: Um, yeah. And it's better, I think, to over prepare for this. Not heavy duty duty, but, you know, just have the resources, have them where you want them to be. So if you need to accelerate a little bit and uh, just give your kids the skills that they need to succeed, that's really what this is, I think, boiling down to. So we got a great professional here. Uh, check out check out the show notes. You'll see how to get a hold of all her great materials or, or communicate with her and move from there. So, hey, I got a lot of stuff going on here. A lot of guests in the next uh, four to six weeks, you will see them as they post if anybody out there wants to be on the podcast, yeah, it's happened. Some of my guests have been listeners. Incredible. Yeah. It's like kind of graduating in a weird sense. Uh, just reach out. Most of you know how to get a hold of me. Ask green at make That's green with an E on the end, not the color. Because I am extra special. Or you can go to the website, make the Dale, uh, plug your website real quick. Because we haven't really done that
0: properly. Oh, yeah. It's um, www.crushcollegestress.com.
1: Crush college stress. I like it. Yeah. Metaphorically and literally. So, uh, all right, we are going to wrap it up. Thank you again for listening everybody. Let's have one last show of uh, appreciation here. Ready? (laughs) So uh, Dale, thanks again, everybody. Thank you for listening. Please share this. Like what you heard, send it to parents who need this or kids who need this information. If we can help one person, better yet, 10, 20, But even one, it's well, well worth the efforts that we put out here. So thanks again, and we will see you next time.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit MakeTheGrade.net.